Knights to the offensive zone to Donov. Between the legs, pass, White Cloud, scores! Two goals for White Cloud! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Works to the middle, he shoots, he scores! What a move from Nicois! 3-1 Golden Knights! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Ryan McCormick's coming up on uh, the VGK Insider Show, the voice of the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, he'll join us in a couple of minutes, and we'll chat about what's going on with the uh, the ponies over there. And we will also uh, get into the Vegas Golden Knights schedule, and we will chat about uh, what's happening on the February front with all the things that uh, have been moved around. Darren Lard, Ryan Wallace, and Chris Chapman. Why don't, why don't we phone McCormick right now? And because I want to get into what's going on with the Silver Knights and some of the roster adjustments and, and different things. And then we will bring you uh, the sound from today's practice from Pete DeBoer and then the schedule. Because the four postponed games that the Golden Knights uh, have to make up have all been slotted back in in February. And then there's a couple of other tweaks to the schedule. And that's going to take some of the load off what's going to happen on the back half in, in March and in April, and it actually works out pretty good uh, for the for the Vegas Golden Knights. You don't get that three week break, but there's some flow there. There's more rhythm there than I I thought there might be uh, coming out of the All Star break. Uh, Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, and uh, here is the voice of the Henders and Silver Knights, Brian McCormick. Are we interrupting anything? Absolutely not. Never. Always free for you guys. Like, what would it take for you not to pick up? <laughs> well, there was that time last year when you called my personal phone. It was a number I didn't recognize, and I, I uh, sent you straight to voicemail three times. That that was an example. That uh, that was that was a faux pas by you, and uh, and we talked that through, and we both agree it will never happen again. So, what's going to happen uh, down there uh, with the with the Henderson Silver Knights? There's there's the per, uh, taxi squad up, and there's some I- injuries moving around with with the Golden Knights, and it's hit the goaltending department. What's been the reaction on the AHL front? Yeah, so uh, you know, right now we're getting ready to go to Stockton. We're going to fly tomorrow, and uh, the one addition to the group uh, is Logan Fladell, who was uh, signed to a PTO from the South Carolina Stingrays. So uh, right now he, he practiced today, and he's ready to join the uh, join the group. And frankly, he and I haven't had have that much of a, of a conversation just yet, except to say hello. Um, but a uh, player who played in, I, I think, three different uh, Western Hockey League markets. Uh, he was in Seattle, Saskatoon, Swift Current, I, I, maybe even a fourth. Uh, I think he was in Lethbridge, too. So that was all before he went to the Canadian University route for uh, Acadia. Uh, and he's got three ECHL games under his belt after leaving Acadia earlier this year. So it's been a, a well-traveled couple of seasons for Logan Fladell, and now he can add Henderson to the uh, to the list. But... Uh, I think he and Yuri Patera are both getting ready to go, and uh, obviously Dylan Ferguson in the mix as well, depending on what the needs are up uh, up top. Brian McCormick's with us. So it sounds like the similar path that Logan Thompson took, uh, Canadian University, and then into the ECHL. Yeah, and, and, and ironically, uh, into the ECHL with South Carolina. Um, right! But I, I think you know Logan Thompson didn't have to bounce around that much in, in the Western Hockey League portion of his career, but... Yeah, for Logan Fladell, I guess he's, he's 
still just figuring out what he is. He uh, he went one and two in his three ECHL appearances so far, but uh, he was he was available for the for the PTO. So uh, we're all going to learn a lot about him over the next handful of days, I suppose, depending on uh, how long he's here. When you when you kind of like assess this season with with all the postponements and and trying to like figure out the the lineup, obviously the taxi squads, all these different things, like how how different of an experience has has this season been? Not just uh, in terms of you know PTOs in the middle of the season for goaltenders, but you know just the the ins and outs of of players for this Henderson Silver Knights team. Yeah, you know, a little different. Uh, on the one hand, you're kind of used to it. Uh, I wasn't in the ECHL that long ago, uh, and this feels like it happens more often in the ECHL because at least in the AHL, when you have guys who are called up to the big club, there's just one team that's drawing from you. When you're in the ECHL, you know, your players, if they're not on AHL contracts, if they're PTO eligible, well, they're getting calls from all over the place. So I've been on teams that, you know, you're having a really good season, and therefore you're, you're right for the picking for every team in the league. And before you know it, you have six guys are gone for a week or two on PTOs, and then you're calling guys up from the Southern Professional Hockey League or where else. There's, there's a lot of guys that you need to, to go to the database and, and learn their, his, their case history before they step on the ice. So in that sense, it, it doesn't feel like too foreign of a concept, although it's been a little different to do it at the AHL level. Um, but... You know, for the most part, Tim Speltz and the rest of the hockey ops crew, when they've gone the PTO route, they've they've guessed pretty good. You know, Colt Conrad now has an AHL deal. He's been uh, a hell of a find for the Silver Knights. Matt Bowden's the captain in Fort Wayne, has been up for almost uh, about about two months now. So there haven't been too many guys who have come up for a cup of coffee. Now the goaltending position is different. You bring them up as you need them, and the, you know if the goaltending situation gets. Uh, uh, back to 100% strength, then you don't need that person anymore. You say thank you, and you, you, if they do a good job, you, you stick that in your mental Rolodex for next time. Um, but for the most part, you know, sometimes you, you use PTO just because you need someone with some experience, and you get a couple of good recommendations on this player, and okay, let's get him in here and see what he can do. Uh, there, there's always a little bit of that element on the, on the PTO side, uh, but the Silver Knights have, have really batted close to a thousand in terms of getting good bang for their buck and going that route. Uh, and, you know, part of that is because the, the knowledge of the Western Hockey League in particular is very strong. Voice of the Silver Knights, it's Brian McCormick uh, chatting with us on the VGK Insider Show. We, we talked about a lot of different players who have been up and down uh, with Vegas this year. Uh, Danil Mirmanov, uh, one of those players. Um, but Caden Korzak has kind of flown under the radar, and there's there's reasons for that uh, this year. Uh, because, Lack of activity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so where where is he? What what can you tell us about the status of Caden? Very close. Mm-hmm. Very close. Uh, he's been. As best I can tell, he's been a full participant in practice uh, in recent uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, I don't have a, a set return date for him, but I, I do believe it can be uh, very, very near, uh, potentially even this weekend. I, I don't say on the basis of any authority, just from what I look in the practice uh, sessions, and you know he looks like he's just about there. So I, I think he's pretty close uh, to returning to regular duty, which he's not had since, oh, geez, I think, I think November the 13th, I think it's been. So, you know, some of the benefits for the Silver Knights is when they lose people, they've been continuing to win at a pretty good clip. That Not that you don't miss those people, but, you know, you, you, there's no gaping chasm in performance of, oh, gosh, when can this guy get back? The, you know, the, the people who have been given the augmented opportunity have done a pretty good job with it. Um, but, you know, Caden Corsa, that's a huge, huge 
potential ad for for the Silver Knights, and uh, I, I do think it's going to come pretty soon. You know, Brian, I, I think obviously a lot of a lot of people that are are wanting to see or, or wanting an update on on certain players with Henderson are. are focused in on Jack Dugan and you, you look at the numbers, 33 points, 37 games. Uh, what, what's been your assessment of his season and not so much just in terms of the points, but the other aspects of the game, the 200 foot game uh, that, that really is what Jack needs to to find in his game to get to the NHL. I think it's getting there. You know, it, it's so hard to assess any player in small bites. And you know, the, the way I say that is, looking at Jack and you just riled off his, his numbers the last uh, two seasons combined. But so this year he's played in 12 games. He has nine points. He played in the first game on October the 15th. Didn't play again until November the 3rd played November 3rd to the 6th. Didn't play again until December the 10th. Now in those five games, he had four points. But then he played the 10th, 11th, uh, 14th, 15th, was off until the 19th, and then he was off until the 12th of January. So every time he plays three or four games, he's gone for a month. It's just the, the bad luck he's had with injury and illness this year. But when he's in there, he's putting up points. So it's hard to really gather too many trends from something being interrupted every three games. What I will say is that the natural ability, the natural skill, we've all seen it. We're all aware of it. His work off the power play has been tremendous. Last year, they put him on the left side, the left circle. Uh, left face-off dot, that one-timer position, he's shooting so much more. Last year he was passing. He's a pass-first player. He's a playmaker. And the coaching staff says, you have a shot. We need you to use it. We want you to shoot the puck. Uh, and he's been much, much more trigger-happy from that spot on the power play. That's been dangerous, and that's been a, a step in the right direction because he, uh, you know, he can still find players down low. The passing is still there, but he's a more dangerous shooter this year in, in that small sample size. That's good news. And the 200-foot part of the game, I, I think what we see that is going to be huge for him is when you take as much pride in your defense as you do in your scoring, and not in the sense of, uh, of nobility, you know, not I'm, I'm back-checking because it's the right thing to do. No, it's more back-checking because you're mad because someone got behind you, and you take it as a personal affront that someone is in a scoring position because you didn't have them. And I think I've seen a little bit more of that swagger from Jack Dugan this year. He's blocking shots He's breaking up passing lanes, and he's doing it with a little bit of a of a screw you mentality to it. Uh, and it comes in flashes; it has to come more consistently. But I think the, the, him finding that pride in his defensive game, even if it's for spite, uh, is going to work in his favor. And there's definitely been more of that this year than last, despite the fact that uh, we've only had a, a couple of games to assess at a time this year. I'd back check because I don't want the coach mad at me. You're the goaltender. If you're back checking, that means you really got beat. Well, you've seen our Thursday night men's league team too. Well, I follow along for the radio broadcast. Personally, yeah. I can't get. I'm not allowed out that late. Uh, we are getting you out there because you you have a, uh, a hockey TV or a hockey reference uh, account. You are on there. So anybody who has the, one of those uh, accounts, you, that means you're really good, and we're going to get you out there. I, I, you know, what? I would love that. I haven't the played an prospects. organized game, I think, since 2013. Uh, but I, I guarantee oh. you, I can go off the glass and out just as well now as I could when I was 15 years old. I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> we're, we're getting you out there Thursday nights at uh, at City National Arena. When you rattle off Dugan's line and season, was that in front of you? Like that's not some quirky yeah. thing in the yeah, back I of your have, head. I knew I had a general idea of where the chasms were, but uh, I, I guarantee, if if I could rattle off the days he's here and the days he's not that readily. 
then I, Jack might feel nervous walking past me in the hallway. I'm watching him a little too close. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I do, you I do play have by that play people are, are, I have the are, laptop ready. <laughs> you, you play by play people have these these bizarre abilities to to draw things. Gosher is is, is insane, and Duva the the same thing. Uh, where can we uh, find the games, and uh, when are they? Yep. So games are uh, Friday and Saturday from Stockton Arena against the first place Heat. Uh, both on 12.30 the game on the radio dial, both on AHL TV, and a 7 o'clock puck drop Friday, 6 o'clock puck drop on Saturday. You have never said no to us, and uh, we really appreciate that, uh, taking the time and uh, informing us on what's happening with the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, Be well, my friend. I just like being invited places. Appreciate you guys having me on. (laughs) I know it's kind of nice, isn't it? Just every now and then, somebody wants you. Uh, There's Brian McCormick uh, from the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, 12.30 the game, uh, Friday and Saturday with the Henderson Silver Knights against those uh, Stockton Heat. We got them. Uh, So we've got uh, some news out of the Golden Knights with the schedule being announced regarding what the National Hockey League is going to do with these weeks in February that were designated and reserved for the Beijing Olympics. There was a lot of talk about, oh, they wouldn't be able to put all the games in there because of green availability. And then there was some talk that they would really cram in February mm-hmm. and make it like any other month, uh, a little bit in between uh, mm-hmm. for Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly not as compacted as some other teams, but when you factor in that the Vegas Golden Knights have only had four games postponed, it kind of makes sense that that's the case. So right now, Added to the schedule in the month of February for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's Tuesday, the 5th of February against the Edmonton Oilers. And then Wednesday, the, I'm sorry, Tuesday, the 8th and Wednesday, the 9th against the Calgary Flames. Okay, so that's right after the All-Star game. Right after the All-Star game. So you've got the All-Star game, which is on the 5th of February. And then it's the the 8th and 9th of February, Edmonton and Calgary. Then the Golden Knights have... Six days off. Those are those games. Edmonton, Calgary are on the road. On the road. Okay. Yeah. In Edmonton, in Calgary. Then you come back home, and it is the sixteenth of February. It's Wednesday against the Colorado Avalanche. Day off, and then the LA Kings on the eighteenth. Those both are the, those at home. Those were the two games that were postponed around the Christmas, Christmas break. Okay. Yep. And then one other game has been taken from later in the schedule and put in for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's against San Jose on Sunday, the 20th in San Jose. It's a five o'clock start. So for the Golden Knights, five games added to the month of February, eight games total. The eighth and the ninth in Alberta. Yes. Those are the games that uh, they were supposed to play last weekend. Yes. And then the 16th, 18th, and 20th. Yep. And those games uh, against Colorado, L.A., and San Jose. Now, the 20th game, the one that you talked about being taken from later in the schedule, that's important because that gets around a back-to-back, I believe. So that's very beneficial uh, to the Golden Knights. And then there's a game in April that was just moved back a day. Mm -hmm. And that also escapes a back-to-back. Yeah. So... uh, if you're general manager Kelly McCrimmon listening to the show, I'm sure you would agree with me, Kelly. This is this is very positive. There's there's other teams. The Toronto Maple Leafs and, and all the Canadian teams are going to go through this to a certain extent because they've had so many games postponed mm-hmm. because of attendance restrictions. Toronto, for example, is going to have to play nine games in 19 days. That 
I'm telling you, is pushing the physical limits. Yeah. That's a playoff run. Mm -hmm. But the playoff run is you sometimes have little gaps in if you finish a series early sure. and you get a little bit of a rest and you're also playing the same team and there's 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 certain things about the play and you're playing for a Stanley Cup. Yeah. This with all the travel all over the place it's it's a grind and there's there's other clubs that are that are in similar situation. You you compare the Vegas schedule to Winnipeg, 8 games in 13 days. Mm -hmm. uh, Minnesota Wild 7 and 14. Colorado Avalanche 7 games in 13 days. Yeah. That's vicious. Yeah, and you know, it, it's funny because the the two opportunities where the Golden Knights will play the Colorado Avalanche in February, Colorado is going to be in Vegas on the second half of a back-to-back. -back. So that's kind of a built-in a built-in uh, <laughs> built uh, advantage for the Vegas Golden Knights, but like this shows the benefit mm -hmm. of the Golden Knights not having games postponed earlier. They they were lucky in that yeah, they're yeah, fortunate. Yeah. yeah, fortunate in that they didn't have opponents that were dealing with COVID and, and had games postponed because of that, as a lot of other teams have had. And they were fortunate that their their own COVID issues haven't gotten to the point or didn't get to a point where mm -hmm. they had to be shut down either. And you know, you look at the fact that Vegas has already played 40 games this year. You look at the fact that um, you know the, the the impact to what they have to do now in February is not as great as other teams. They're going to play some games. It's going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit less compacted on the other side in in March and April, and they're going to get rest in February too. And, and that's the thing. Like, there's a couple of pockets: one where they don't have games for six six days, another one where they don't have games for four days. Like, that's good, solid opportunity for rest and practice for the Golden Knights. So the players don't really get that break, the bye week. Mm -hmm. now, some have the All Star break, but. Sure. Not everybody. Yeah, I th I think this is the the best of a a challenging situation for Vegas. And the like, Vegas by the schedule maker got to play Toronto, uh, Montreal, Ottawa before the Omicron mm -hmm. variant came out. Yeah, you got those out out of the way. Yeah. you don't have to go back out there and do that. Right, that's huge. And compared to to a lot of these other clubs, this is a really beneficial look. Now you had to you had to pay the price. You played a lot of games already too, yeah. and that's that's another reason why. But uh, I think it's huge. Uh, today's uh, today's practice uh, witnessed uh, Pete DeBoer stopping a drill, and it was a body contact drill. And he was uh, talking about uh, the intensity, and you got to separate uh, somebody from the puck. Dave uh, Shane from the Review Journal put it out on Twitter, and he's got the video of it. And I, I love it when coaches do this, and it just grabs the attention mm -hmm. uh, of everybody. But uh, after, in the media availability, David asked Pete DeBoer about that occurrence and what Pete DeBoer was trying to get across to his players. Well, I think if you just look, I mean, if you look at, uh, at, at a couple of Pittsburgh's goals, you know, they're, they're uh, scrums around our net, um, you know, where we're just not inside people, we're not hard enough around, around the front of the net. This isn't a, a, a new thing. This is a, a constant... Uh, uh, messaging, um, you know, because come playoff time, as we all know, uh, a lot of games are won in the, in the front of both nets, defending yours and, and getting to the other team's uh, front of the net. So, you know, it, it's not just on us defending, it's on us getting to those areas too. And, 
it's not a new message because of you know what happened against Pittsburgh. It, it's a it's a message that uh, is constant, but sometimes needs uh, reminding. Not a new message, but I think a loud reminder. I I think the the way the game unfolded in the second and third period against the Penguins allows this message to be received a little bit louder and clearer, right? Like, because the, if you're a player in that game, if you look at those goals, you're doing video on it. You can't hide from it. Like you can't hide from that first Jason Zucker goal. You can't hide from uh, the Teddy Bluger goal. You, you just can't. And, and I think that's important. And, you know, there's, there's pockets within a season where, and we had Gary Lawless on, he talked about it. Coaches have to be cerebral in where their messaging is and when they kind of push that envelope a little bit. I think this is the perfect opportunity for Pete DeBoer to strongly push this message for the Golden Knights. That note about Pete DeBoer and cerebral Mm -hmm. approach, I think that is made as loudly as I could ever dictate or use it as an example this week mm-hmm. off the Pittsburgh game. Yeah. They had two days off between games. Old days, old days, you're skating that first day off. Yeah. That was video work and an off ice workout and then an optional practice. That's very different. Mm-hmm. You and that's the long game. Yeah. Not the short term punishment. There's part of me that misses the short term punishment. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. The, the, you remember in Miracle again? Yeah, yeah. Whistle again. But I'm impressed when people do the opposite mm-hmm. of old days, and that stuck out to me this week. I mean, it's it's about adaptation, and it's mm-hmm. about you know trying to maximize what you have in your players, and and I think you know for for Pete, even the messaging after the game for about Pittsburgh in. in just this needs to be a, a game where we learn something, right? Like everyone blows a three nothing lead at some point in this league, but right now it's it's it happened. It is what it is. What is this team going to learn from it? And you know, I think that that kind of harkens back to to Winnipeg. Like, did the Golden Knights learn from that Winnipeg game? You would argue not, because it it, it happened again. A three nothing lead turns into a five three loss. I think that you you look at this one and this is a definitive line in the sand right now for Pete DeBoer and his coaching staff. You guys learn something from this. Oh, they have to win tomorrow. Oh, I agree. Like hundred percent. Like, and, and usually I'll say no style points, but they have to look good doing it too. Like they have to be dialed in. They have to give Montreal almost nothing. They have to be a tough prickly team to play against tomorrow. Alec Martinez back out there uh, again. He's doing Alec Martinez stuff. He's mm-hmm. working hard with Ryan McGill. He's taking part in uh, all the still got the red non-contact jersey. Yeah. But as he gets more fit coming off the the 10 days because of COVID protocol, uh, he just looks m- more like himself. And he's we mentioned the presence around the locker room as a leader, as as a veteran guy, a guy that's got some personality. But Pete DeBoer went out of his way to talk about Alec Martinez in broad strokes today and wanted to bring you some of that sound. This, this is the clip where we wanted you to say, listen to it and say, is, is there more here than just the words? Uh, here's Pete DeBoer. Yeah, he can't help himself. I think that's that's it. And 
you know, we, we miss him uh, in games, but in practices too, around the dressing room. He's got a contagious uh, personality and, and leadership and it's nice to have him back. And, and uh, you know, it, it's a great message to the other guys when, when he can throw himself in front of a puck in practice in a non-contact jersey, there's no excuse uh, why guys can't do it in games. It's why you wear the red non-contact jersey. So everybody knows <laughs> to stay away from you and, and not have any type of body contact. Yeah. And even the odd trip or stumble or whatever, everybody knows to see that red non But Martinez, again, takes it to the, the warrior. He's yeah. the warrior. Sure. It's setting a tone. It's, it's setting the example for everyone else to follow. And, you know, what Pete DeBoer said is, is 100%, 100% spot on. If you see somebody doing something in practice, if you see Alec Martinez in a non-contact jersey getting in front of a shot in practice, you best believe that come tomorrow, you're expecting every single person that's playing in that game to do the same in a game. And, and, and that's the example that like, Martinez doesn't have to say anything. He doesn't even have to be in the game tomorrow. That what he did today in practice should be with his teammates when they take the ice tomorrow night. Uh, COVID protocol has uh, removed Steve Spot and Ryan Craig mm-hmm. from the practices. A uh, couple of assistant coaches and Logan Thompson, uh, the goaltender, will watch and see if anybody returns uh, tomorrow night. But it's been Dylan Ferguson and Robin Leonard at uh, the practices in goal this week. And Gary Lawless wasn't joking. Dylan Ferguson's doing like three practices in once. He's out there early yeah, working with the goalie coach. Then he does the practice, and then he stays out after and does all the extra work with Jack Eichel. And he's getting a taste of of the National Hockey League. What you do, especially when you're the, the backup, too, mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you take all the extra shots. <sighs> Eichel, man, just doing that thing. I Listen, I don't want to see a situation where you have to jump in on a practice, but no. if you do, I'd, I'd love it to be with Jack Eichel, and I'd love you to get the extra work against Jack. Jack, Jack oh, it'd I... be so fun. It'd be so fun to watch. Who do you think would win? Jack. Like we had a showdown. Yeah, yeah Jack. Put five pucks at the hash mark. How many do you think he'll save? Out of five? Yeah. I think anything I say would be disrespectful to Jack. You're only making a sit. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're only getting out of it. You're only getting out of it if he misses the net. That counts as a st- save. I Okay, so how many? Mm. You give Jack Eichel five shots from the hash marks. How many times has he missed the net? That's how many oh, saves you get. Yeah, uh, one. Okay. Uh, one will go off a post or something like that, but I'm saving that buck. Guaranteed. But when we continue, it's one timers. <laughs> News notes from around the National Hockey League. Got something to tell you about uh, the game involving the Toronto Maple Leafs and the New York Rangers. But I would have, but why waste energy if it goes off the post? Doesn't count as a shot anyway. Uh, we have more to come on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two on one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one timers. One timers. Short handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Insiders with the uh, one timer segment brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. He's looking up at Wayne Gretzky on TNT broadcast. He looks good. I like that haircut. I'd do that next time. Uh, congratulations. Uh, Willie Ree has his number 22 retired last night uh, by the Boston Bruins. And today, a bill to award uh, Willie the Congressional Gold Medal past the U.S. House of Representatives. And that's huge. 426 to zero. And next up is uh, goes to uh, President Biden's desk. And uh, he gets the Congressional Gold Medal. Mm. No-brainer. 
Yeah, awesome. Jack Eichel today could be uh, out another month or two for the Golden Knights. It, it was uh, a statement made by Pete DeBoer just mm-hmm. talking. Like, I, I think everybody's so dialed into anything anybody says about Jack Eichel, yeah. like hockey ops or a coach or whatever. Yeah. And uh, Pete DeBoer actually had the conversation in the office today. I said, I wonder, I wonder how long it takes everybody to dissect. Was that when, when Pete DeBoer said it might be a month, might be a couple of months, uh, people start breaking it down. Was it there's a couple of months from the surgery? Is it a couple of months? Because that would be right about in this window. Yeah. Uh, is that a couple of months from when he starts skating? Uh, then you're into into March. It's uh, just meant to be uh, a vague statement, not to put any type of timeline mm-hmm. yeah, on I, when he might return. I I heard it, and I don't feel like my opinion on when I think Jack returns to the lineup or mm-hmm. gets into the lineup change as much at all no. like i it it was said but i didn't put too too much stock into it and it didn't move me off of the dates where i think jack eichel's likely going to be in the lineup for the golden knights i don't know whether the february 1st thing happens i don't know if it does either but i'm choosing to believe it will i know i don't want to burst that bubble neither do i but if i had a pin right now i no you wouldn't i'd I wouldn't poke a you. hole in it no, no, no! If you if you if you were a mosquito right now, <laughs> Chapman would put some socks on. Socks on. Uh, Washington Capitals defenseman Dmitry Orlov. I like him. Uh, he's been suspended two games. <laughs> Not. I don't like him because of this, but uh, I really like Dmitry Orlov. He's, he's got he's got well two hundred right foot there. game. Uh, he need uh, Jets forward Nikolai Ehlers. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets had a lead last night in Washington, and they let it go. So Orlov suspended, and Jonathan Duran fined for cross checking and. In the L.A. Kings game last night, mm-hmm. Philip Deneau uh, was fined five thousand dollars for a slew foot. It was it. it he slew foot at Braden Point. Mm-hmm. Braden Point came right out of him, and uh, they ended up having a fight. Yeah, no, it's it's good. Um, I love the fact that you say I like this player. He got suspended like that. That just I do it, like players it who get suspended. Melded very very well. Um, I do like players who get suspended. I I. You're you're an old school Philly guy. Like mm. that was your team. It makes a lot of sense. But uh, I was a bit surprised that uh, Drewan didn't get didn't get at least a game. Um, I, I don't feel like it was worthy of a game, but I just kind of had a a feeling. Oh, Deno? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. no. Uh, well, Deno for sure. But but Drewan with the with the cross jack, like pretty vicious play in that situation. Like I didn't I, mind that. I well, here's the thing. Pretty vicious. Yeah. But. Not unwarranted. Like yeah. you take, you eat one from Tyler Sagan off the faceoff, and you know, I think for for Jonathan Drouin, it's it's good to push back a little bit. I think like if if you're the Montreal Canadiens, mm-hmm. if you're that team, you like to see that out of Jonathan Drouin. Uh, Montreal goes into Dallas and they win. Mm-hmm. It's their eighth win of the season. Hey, now that was very much a Montreal win, and that was a, a very much a team that is really. Suffering through a tough season mm-hmm. because they scored a power play goal. They survived a uh, period and a half where the goaltender was out of his mind, Montemar, and they played a team that that's kind of questioning itself right now. Yeah, uh, Dallas is a disappointment right now. Sure, hundred percent. Dallas hasn't been able to do much since they went to that Stanley Cup final, mm-hmm. and the the John Klingberg negotiations that are or not happening, it it points to not happening and being available at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
you know, I, I think that for the Dallas Stars, you're you're trying to manage your future as best you can, and you've got some high ticket players on your roster. And if you're looking at John Klingberg and you're looking at, you know, a guy that wants to go max term and he wants a pretty high cap hit, if it doesn't make dollars and cents, you can't do it. So if that's the case, you might as well move him in order to get something, recoup an asset there. But well, the Ryan Suter signing last summer. I, and and I think that that was insurance, right? Like yeah. that was that was kind of the writing all and not wanting to go long-term max deal for John Klingberg. So create the separation now. Kent Hughes is the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens, and they won in his debut. Yeah. I don't know whether he was there, actually, uh, in Dallas, but uh, the Montreal Canadiens are here tomorrow night. And Hughes had his availability today, and he said, we have challenges. Yeah. Uh, the team's <laughs> not where we had hoped it would be. Yeah. And his opinion is some of that is circumstance, but there's no question that there needs to be changes. He was asked about the head coach, okay, Dominic Ducharme. The reaction and answer was, Dom's the coach of this team, and again, arriving here today, I haven't had a lot of opportunity to think about everything. It's been kind of more reactionary the last 48 hours, but I certainly have beliefs about what a modern-day coach should be or have in terms of qualities, and I'm anxious to speak to Dom and learn more about him. I, I don't think that's a non-answer. What I got from the response to that question is, he doesn't know Dominic Ducharme at all. Yeah, I, that's what I'm pulling from it. And Why commit yourself to a decision? when you are trying to still gather information like it, we all know where the Montreal Canadiens are going to finish the season like we all understand that this is a lost season and you, you're going to try to make some changes in the offseason allow Kent Hughes to get himself into the day-to-day -day, learn about the people that he's working with right now and then see what direction he wants to go in the offseason. I don't think that's a problem at all. Uh, Nick Ehlers will miss the next three games because of a lower body injury. There's another funny team. Can't get going in the right <laughs> direction. Uh, Jacob Chikrin is on the ice uh, tonight for the Arizona Coyotes against the New Jersey Devils. Mm -hmm. I just want to update you guys on, on that game. Okay. Because that's one of those weird games. Two teams that... Eh, Arizona's more than New Jersey, sure. but New Jersey uh, not happy with uh, with the way their season is, has gone. It's 3-1 for the Coyotes at the end of the second. 3-1. Mm -hmm. The Devils have outshot the Coyotes 27-8. Now, Carl Vamelka did this to the Toronto Maple Leafs yeah. about a week ago. Yeah. But the Coyotes have scored three times on eight shots to hold a two-goal lead going into the third period. What is Alex Torney saying to his team? Andre Torney uh, saying to his team, lock it down? You've had, you've had eight shots and you've allowed 27. He's not saying anything to his team. Is he saying, like, hey, guys, we he can't say we, we can't sit back because <laughs> you've been outshot 27 to 8. What does the coach say to to his team that's being that outplayed uh -huh. but has a two-goal lead with 20 minutes to go? Carell, finish the job. Yes. That's what he says. Don't let in three. Please. <laughs> uh, those are your uh, one-timers for this Wednesday. Uh, one-timers presented by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee.
we have uh, some more tickets uh, to give away and more uh, beyond just that. It's like the all-encompassing package. Let's go over to Chris Chapman. And Chris is, uh, is, is just logging in. No, this is I, what we I call professional broadcast. I had broadcaster. to change my password. It was it was no, kind of This is the best part. I, I want people to know. He tells me, don't go to break because we got to do this. <laughs> and then he's not ready. Yes. Uh, while, while we give you a, a moment to re-enter your password, Chapman, I do want to let everybody know. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reeves is on Hattrick Watch right now. Oh, he's got two. Oh, the second one he scored was nasty. First two of the year for Ryan mm. Reeves. Wow. Yeah, the, the second one was, was pretty awesome. What is it? It it was good. Oh yeah, oh it was right. great goal. Yeah. Did you put the password in one two three yeah, yeah, four five? Yeah, we're good. We're Are good. You logged in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did good. you have to change it from one two three four to one two three four five? <laughs> That's like yeah, yes. So, aside from getting two tickets to the Golden Knights and Canadians game tomorrow, so make sure you can go if you're going to call. You'll also get a twenty five dollar gift card to Born and Raised, and join us Saturday the 29th. At Born and Raised, starting at 4 p.m. to watch VGK against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Food and drink specials, tons of prizes, including, so cool, Brian Headlift passes. You ski? Yep. Yeah, those would be good for you. And seats on the glass for a VGK game. I'm not sure which one's better, lift passes or, or glass seats. I'll take them both. Yeah, I go, and you, maybe you can win both. So, uh, yeah, caller number. Caller number zero, because I'm going to win. I want to go. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Word. I don't you think you're eligible. Number zero and, and I can just say this. Um, caller number seven to seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Caller number seven. You're going to the Montreal Canadiens, Vegas School of the Nights tomorrow night, and a whole bunch more. We'll be back with catching up with Chapman next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for catching up with Chapman. Chapman, how much did you change the computer password? Did you just add a number or something to the end of it? No comment. <laughs> That's a yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Go on, go on. I just wanted to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you guys were talking a little bit about how good Wayne Gretzky looked, and it made me think. Do you remember that there was a Saturday morning cartoon? Yeah. With Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, and Bo Jackson. Yeah. I, I remember I used to watch it because I love sports as a kid. Obviously, even as an adult, I love, I love uh, you know, sports. But one of my other passions is cartoons. I love cartoons. And that was one of my favorite cartoons when I was a kid. It was called Pro Stars. It was, it was super cool. And they were like kind of like superheroes. But there was always a life lesson at the end. It, w- it was kind of like the A-team. Mr. T gave you a lesson at the, not the eighteen, the Mr. T cartoon. He gave you a life lesson at the end. But this one, there was always, always a, a a positive message at the end. And the guy who played the voice or who did the voice of Wayne Gretzky, his name was Townsend Coleman. Probably not a household name. However, he's Wayne also didn't do his own voiceovers. No, no. So Townsend Coleman was also the voice of Michelangelo on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon. So. uh Wayne Gretzky and um, Michelangelo. Michelangelo. They 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 have a little bit of a tie-in. There, there's there's a connection there. Wayne so, used to have a uh, cereal, Pro Stars. Really? In Canada. I yeah. don't remember that. Yeah. yeah, it was good. So what you're saying is Wayne Gretzky's essentially a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yes, yes. It's awesome. But he's the best Teenage no. Mutant Ninja Turtle. No, Leonardo exists. No, buddy. Come, on. come on. Come on. It's not Michelangelo. Michelangelo was. Come on. He's he was, fun. He was like the rock like, star. I'll give you fun. Not the best. 
I, I used to do highlights. We used to call Teenage Mutant Ninja Ninja Hurdle <laughs> when Thomas Hurdle was score. <laughs> I like that. Was he a fan Terrible. of it? He I seems like he Terrible. would be. He's, he's a fun never guy. He's a fun. It. Really? You should. Yeah. Ask him sometime. Mutant Ninja Hurdle. That was a good play on words. So it was a symbol, a letter, or a number that you just added on to the password? Number. Number. I was going to say number. <laughs> Thanks to Brian McCormick, Gary Lawless uh, for stopping by on the VGK Insider Show. We'll talk to you tomorrow from T-Mobile.